so previously I spoke about um just the different just taking time out of your day to spend that time with God and also just the different things that I feel like God has been showing me so I'm gonna try to summarize everything but it seems like every single time I try to summarize everything it kind of just drags on and on and on but I'm going to um summarize everything so pretty much what I've seen that the Lord wanted to show me is that a lot of us are being influenced by different spirits and I'm not excluded from that but him showing me in the way that he showed me is obviously showing me something else which is that he wants me to see how I am set apart and how a lot of people usually the mass can be influenced or influencing each other and how sometimes he has to pull you apart but it's but the thing about it the one thing that he showed me is that there's supposed to be more people there's supposed to be more people like there's there's generally going to be you know a mass of people who are following blindly behind something that's general you know but there's always supposed to be you know there's always going to be that leader there's going to be probably like 500 people who are doing the same thing but out of that 500 people god is going to pull that one leader who's going to lead them all he's done it with moses he's done it with jesus this is what god does but like obviously in the bible it seems like it's just the one but like i was just reading genesis and just reading about moses and how he was you know chosen to lead the people god offered moses to abandon them abandon the people behind him and god said i'll make a people out of you just like he told abraham I will make your descendants as much as the stars in the sky. So obviously Abraham too. But the thing about this is that Moses, he decided to stick with his people. And some would say, well, well, I would say that's why God chose Moses. Of course, that's why God chose Moses. He knows Moses' heart. He knows Moses' character. But I was just maybe I felt like if Moses I feel like I know I know that if Moses was to say okay I'm done with these people like I even though Moses would never do that but if Moses was to say I'm done with these people I can't like they're I love them I want the best for them I know that once we get them on the right footing they can be so amazing just like you said I have hope in these people too but I also understand that, you know, who knows what it takes to get them on the right footing. And that means they would have to want to be on the right footing. And you can't force anyone to do anything. That's God's number one rule. Free will. You can't force anyone to do anything. You simply cannot. I mean, yeah, you can do that. But like, what's the point? 
What's the point of forcing someone? Like, let's say you force someone to do something. How do you feel about forcing them? Because forcing someone to do something means accepting that you forced them to begin with. So, in that way, you're kind of just... You don't really get... You you can't get the satisfaction of knowing that they chose that on their own. Which means you don't really get full credit. Would you want, like... I don't even know what percentage you get out of that. You really get 0%. But let's just say, for the sake of being optimistic, you get like 10 or 30% of them actually wanting to do what it is that you said that you wanted them to do. If you force someone, you don't get that 100%. They are, they are 100% for that option. They are 100% there because they want to be there. They are 100% on your side because they agree with what you're doing but if you have to trick or force someone into anything what type of satisfaction are you really getting out of it so when it comes down to it satan obviously works in a way where he doesn't care to trick or lie to get people on his side honestly usually the people who are willing to go with him he usually ignores he i mean he you can you can come with him but he's like there's no there's not even a point in wasting my time on you because you want to be behind me without me even trying like you just want to be here i don't want people who want to be here i want people who want to be there with god because i know that's the right way to be i know that's the right place to be and i wish that that could be me so if you want to be over here why would I want you? Nobody is supposed to want to be over here. I do this because I want to be him. But you want to be over here. You're useless to me. So it doesn't make sense to me to ever want to force someone to do anything. Because Satan only forces people to do things because he wished he could be the kind of person who didn't have to force people to do things. Satan wants to be God because nobody has God never has to force anyone to love him. People just love him. People praise God because he is worthy. People praise God because he is worthy to be praised. He is God. Why wouldn't you praise God? Like he is amazing. He's everything. People love being over there. You can't force them to leave from around him. As opposed to Satan, you have to force someone to be around him but he'd rather have people forced to be around him than not because if you're not forced to be around him to him you don't see what even he sees that god is great he is the only great one true god and if you don't want to be over there you're useless to him because that's what that's his whole angle his whole angle is not having to force people to love him for who he truly is because nobody would truly love him like they love God. Now, people could love Satan if Satan wasn't a fallen angel. Like, people could love Satan before Satan decided to go against God. Yes, God loved him. The angels in heaven loved him before he became the accuser. Of course. But what I'm saying is that he wanted to be God where people love him and you can't turn nobody away from him. Who is truly in his arms. 
You can't pull his children away from him. You can't pull his followers, his servants out of his arms because his love is worthy to be praised. Everything about God is sovereign. Nobody would want to leave away from him because he offers so much more than we would ever deserve in a million lifetimes. So it doesn't make sense to ever force someone to do anything. If you ever have to force someone to do anything, then it's redundant. You might as well not even have them. What is it like forcing someone to love you? Is that even love? If you have to force someone to hate you, is that even hate? If you have to force someone to care about you, do they like what kind of care are you searching for? Why would you want that kind of care? And I guess it's good for like five minutes. I guess it's sufficient for temporary reasons. I mean, I'm so down in the dumps and so miserable. I'll take anything at this point. So I guess forcing someone to do this is going to is going to work for a minute. But if you know your real worth. If you're willing to accept your true worth and what you're truly worthy of, real authentic love that you don't have to force, you're never going to be okay with that. Ever, 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 ever. So, that being said, it just doesn't make sense to me how people want to force things. Like, I guess the thing that I can't really put into words is that when you're forcing something, it's never it's never worth it like what how do you what how do you feel about that you obviously don't feel good about that to even had to have forced someone to begin with so if you had to force someone to begin with then you're already ashamed of your actions and you're already ashamed of the things that you are doing like you're already ashamed of these things how you feel about it you've already abandoned authenticity you're ashamed So that's, to me, a reflection of a lot of different things, but mostly fear. Because if you have to force someone to do anything, you fear if anyone would ever do that on their own free will. You fear the fact that somebody could actually do that and choose that, knowing what comes with all of you. If you have to force and trick anyone, that means you fear that nobody would ever do it without you having to force them. And God doesn't have fear. He never fears that anyone would love him without him even having to do anything, but he does it anyways. That's how loving God is. That's how confident he is. And his confidence is real it's authentic it's the only real confidence he's the only person who can truly be confident in anything so god's confidence is sufficient and with all that being said you understand that god never has to force anybody to do anything because he knows everything He knows what you need when you don't know what you need. He knows what's good for everyone all at the same time. He can give everybody what they need all at the same time. But why would he force you to do that? Why should he have to force you to do that? 
I've said this so many different times, but the things that you do on a daily basis that you love doing, nobody forces you to do it. You willingly get up and go do that because that's what you love to do. So why would God want to force you to do anything when you willingly get up and do what you want to do regardless? So let this be something you want to do instead of having to make you be here. I don't want you to be here because you feel like you have to be here. The door is open. Leave if that's what you want to do. But what I'm telling you is that there's no place you can go. There's nothing that you can see. There's nobody that you can meet that will ever be higher or greater than me. There's nothing that you can get that will ever be better than what I can provide. You always need me, always. But it's up to you to actually choose that for yourself. I will not choose that for you. Because if I were choosing everything for you, would you be you? So, that being said, he's perfect. He could choose everything for you and you could still be you. But he doesn't want that. He wants you to choose it for yourself. Because then he knows that's where you want to be. Obviously, he knows that's where you want to be anyways, but then he knows that you're making the right decisions for yourself. So, I guess my reason for speaking on this was that I feel like there's a lot of different situations and there's a lot of different, you know, things that go on in this world, but they're forced, And God showing me and setting me apart showed me that you don't want to force anything. Trust me, you don't want to force anything. And look how many people are forcing things on a daily. I set you apart for a reason. And it usually takes that one person that God sets apart to set example for the generations that have came and to come. As far as Moses... His duty was to free the Israelites, to be a messenger that God sent, a vessel that God used to free the Israelites. And I realized that God placed Moses in such a position where he was the direct, you know, messenger. He was a direct connection to him where when they were in battle, God, Moses had to lift his arm up and leave it up. In order for them to win that battle. As soon as his arm dropped. They started to lose. Moses dedicated his entire life for the cause. Every single second of it. He didn't get a second to be selfish. He didn't get a second to say. This is what's best for me. Because if the second that he was given by God. He decided to give that to the people. So. I guess I'm just saying. You don't want to force anything. If you if you're out here forcing anything, stop. If you don't know how to stop forcing it, ask God. Because he'll show you what you're forcing. And when he shows you what you're forcing, how he sees it, you won't even want to be there anymore. You really want like you will feel so ashamed, embarrassed, and dirty for just forcing stuff like that you'll say to yourself why why am i forcing that when there's all this abundance to have like that's free that's giving that's willing 
Why would I ever force anything when this is willing and giving, right? So, that being said, I realized that um, we are tricked into a lot of things. We're lied to. We're, you know, convinced in certain areas and certain things where the truth isn't, the full truth isn't being told and you can't see what God sees and that's why I love God so much because in a world where you have to go out and kind of in a way adapt what it is other people feel about you you have to adapt that in a way because if you if you spent the time to try and get them to see what you see it would take you a lifetime and they probably still wouldn't see what it is that you see so you have to, in a way, adapt to the fact that some people will just see you a certain kind of way and assume a certain thing about you. And sometimes it may be everyone, but you have to know who you are. But in a way, this world is set up that certain things you can't do or have if you don't allow them to feel this way about you. I know that black people can relate because... On a daily basis, we are placed in environments that aren't truly acceptable or accepting of our skin color, our natural hair, our um, culture, our personalities. And I don't even want to put personalities in it because it shouldn't matter because it's really all about skin tone. Usually they don't even take the time to get to know the personality before they see you know the skin color and i'm speaking on the ones that do this don't say oh that's just certain people i just said that so it's it's just a problem to me that you know a lot of times we have to come out into this world where a lot of different people see us as a certain way and we have to allow that we have to allow them to see us a certain type of way in order for us to survive like, I can't get a job if I don't allow you to see me like this. If I fight each and every single person just like you, I probably won't be able to land a job. I can't go to school if I don't allow you to see me like this. If I fight each and every teacher, school, administration, or law about how you see me, I won't be able to survive in this world. I'll be homeless under the street, and I probably won't even be able to survive doing that. Seeing as these are laws and this is police. Now, I understand this is not um, Jim Crow error and etc. What I'm saying is that these things don't go away. They're in the spirit. They're, they aren't reflective of the laws. But have they ever changed the... Um, what is the word I'm looking for? The... Have they ever changed the... um? What is it called? The independence? I'm sorry. I have to look it up really fast. But certain things, they never change. And the reason I forgot about... um. these things is because 
the Lord has shown me that it's really a distraction. It's really just a distraction. It really is. And I don't want to be distracted. <laughs> I genuinely don't. But when it comes into play, it's still a factor. It is still a factor. So when it comes into play, I definitely want to, you know, um, speak about that. But The Declaration of Independence. So, that's what I was talking about. The Declaration of Independence, even though some certain things are altered, certain things are clarified, nothing has changed since. And that was back in 1779. It's 2021. It's over three centuries later. And we're still, excuse me, it's about two, over two centuries later, but we're still going through these different things. We're still suffering these different things. And I understand if you are not of color, you may feel like a different way. And it's sometimes, a lot of times it takes for something very specific or just God opening your eyes for you to even see the different things that colored people, I hate to say colored people, that black people or people of color go through on a daily basis. That being said, I also want to be clear that that's not a mistake. Now, when I say that there's a veil over our minds and our hearts that's keeping people from seeing God as black, Jesus as black, even though the Bible says it, like we know this in our soul, but we still can't accept it. These different things that are keeping us from seeing these different things, it's not just on black people's hearts and minds. It's on white people's too. It's on people's of other race too. I'm not just automatically condemning them. All white people know all white people are wrong. Like I said in a previous episode, this is specifically for the people whom God has revealed himself to. And you choose to not believe that. Now, if you just know and you don't want to accept it, that's who I'm speaking of when I say about the people who are trying to keep us down. But the people who aren't, who don't know, you are just, you are no different from me. You didn't know, I didn't know. And if you're the kind of person that if you did know, you would care, what makes you think I was speaking of you to begin with? So, that being said, that I also want to be clear that it's it's just a it's kind of a a heavy type spirit where it's like if it doesn't matter how much truth you're saying if you're not saying the key specific right words all of it goes in this category all of it is wrong and I don't care I just don't care it's like I said what I said and no because you said that key words are what's supposed to be said or certain things are supposed to be tiptoed around or specified, I will specify what I feel is necessary because you should understand because I'm making it very clear. 
I am not speaking in tongues. I'm speaking clear English. And if it's on any other subject, I don't have to be that careful. So, no, I won't be. I'm going to say exactly what it is that I meant. And I know that you understand if you're willing to. If you're not willing to understand, doesn't matter how I said it to you. You are just not willing to understand. That being said, I don't want to make it seem as if this is a race issue. Because it's so offensive that black people do the same thing, if not worse. Like, I'm not saying you're like, no, don't attack white people. Da, 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 because that's one thing. But it's you saying, oh, I don't want to fight for that. Or I don't believe that that's true. Or I don't, I don't want that to be true. That's the issue. It's not about you feeling like you need to fight for white people. You may not have even included white people or even considered white people. You just don't want that to be true. You just don't want progress. And that's offensive. That being said, before, a few years ago, maybe somebody could have made me believe that, you know, I'm a, I'm a little harsh or maybe I don't see the bigger picture or maybe I don't have all the facts or maybe I'm being a little racist. But now that Lord, that the Lord has revealed himself and showed me the truth, nobody could ever convince me that. And anybody who tries, you'll either be considered as needing to be woken up because you're asleep or an enemy. Because if you're full aware of what I'm aware of and you're still against what it is I'm talking about, that means you know the truth and you're fighting it. Who is your father? The father of lies, Satan. Because if you fight the truth, then what are you fighting for? A lie? So that's how I feel about that situation also i want to say that i think that people need to refer to every single person who ever made a difference in this world when they first started off when they were there when it seemed like their ideas were unique or they were the one person in a crowd who decided to step apart and decide and step aside and decide that they were they weren't contributing to that they weren't willing to just conform that person had to take a lot of heat first so it's amazing how we still repeat this. Just like in the Bible, how all throughout the Bible, they said that Jesus would come and be crucified by his very own people that he was trying to save. And he would come trying to the, as the Messiah to actually free us and we would still crucify him. It went it was throughout the entire Bible. And these Pharisees, these scribes, they studied this Bible every single day and they knew it like the back of their hand. And yet they still fulfilled the prophecy exactly down to the t knowing it like the back of their hand they read it every day they knew the prophecy and they still fulfilled the prophecy that's one thing that always is amazing to me how can you know that this is going to happen and still walk exactly in the steps of it happening but saying to yourself that you're fighting that from happening This is what we do as humans. This is what we do as people. Luckily for us, Jesus is forgiving and that's what he came for, to die for the forgiveness of us because we make mistakes like that. We can know exactly what it is we don't want to do and still do it. 
But the entire time we will sit here with these random different reasons and these random different excuses and these branched off type explanations of why we're doing it the way that we're doing it. Even though the basis of it is you're still doing what you said you wouldn't do. And we'll still have these elaborate explanations why. And then when it comes down to it, well, when it finally comes to us after Jesus has already been killed after he has given up his life when everybody came to and said you know what i think he was the messiah when it finally comes down to it when a deed is already done when satan has accomplished what he has set out to do then we finally want to come to our senses and realize it didn't matter all of the different excuses i made it didn't matter all of the different reasons i thought i had it didn't matter the different Things that it looked like in the different, you know, varieties, probabilities, etc. Whatever it is, it did not matter. When it came down to it, the only thing that mattered is that I was contributing to what it, I said I would never contribute to. And why couldn't I see it until now? You can apply this to so many different things. It doesn't have to be race and it doesn't have to be religion. But this is what we do as humans. You can say to yourself, I'm not going to be um, hypocritical. And then you find a way to be hypocritical. You can say that I'm not going to be a liar. Then you find a way to lie. You can say I'm not going to be a sinner. Then you find a way to sin. Like this is how we rationalize things as human beings. Luckily for us, we have a merciful, graceful God who forgives us. He's right there before you think it, saying to himself, so you're going to rationalize this and make yourself feel okay about doing it. When I just told you that it's wrong. If you just kept it simple, if I wanted it to be complicated, that's what I would make it. But that being said, I've realized something in all that I was saying. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being the person that has to be isolated i'm okay with being the person who has to stand out from the crowd i'm no i'm okay with being the person who has to set an example for people to finally come around to seeing just like jesus just like moses just like abraham just like so many different people just like noah who was laughed at while he built that boat but everybody else got washed away in that in that flood so i'm okay with being that person I'm okay because now I see that I'd rather be me than be you. Noah, when it came down to it, Noah was laughed at for months while he built that boat. But when he got on that boat and the whole entire world was flooded, he'd rather be the one who was saved on that boat and laughed at the entire time and stoned than the one who was being swallowed up in that flood. So I'm okay. This might hurt. It might. I might have to suffer for a while, but I'll be much better off in the long run. So I'm okay with that. And I've been decided that. But now I want to speak about that. I hope I can encourage somebody who it feels like you're being isolated or left out or placed aside or singled out. This happens when you're doing a good thing. This happens when you're doing the best thing. Because let me tell you, there's way too many people out here who are doing the wrong thing and they have a lot of people backing them up. So don't ever think that person who's being singled out and isolated must be super bad. No, they must be super good because these super bad people, they have millions of followers and millions of people who are willing to do what it is that they're doing. 
It's too easy to be bad. It's too easy to go do all these things that are bad because that's the easy route. But in order to do what's good, you have to be singled out. So next time you look at somebody who's being singled out or isolated, make sure you think about that. Think about how if they were doing something bad, I'm sure there's a million different people who will be willing to do that with them. So that doesn't make sense. They must be trying to do something really unique or good or life-changing or life-altering. And I'm not saying that you have to join them or agree with them because you'll probably just get pulled into the waves in a crowd just like everyone else. But what I'm saying is at least consider it because wouldn't you want to be the person who understood them? Wouldn't you want to be the girl, the woman who gave Jesus water as he was being crucified? As he was being led up to Calvary Hill, wouldn't you want to be the woman who extended a cup of cold water to him and secured her place for eternity just from a just from deciding one day she wanted to give one man who was being isolated, singled out and brutalized a cup of cold water? Or would you want to be the people who are like, whatever, we don't really care what it is he think he's standing for. I want to stand with my people because everybody else is on this side and it feel good to be over here. It feel good not to be isolated. It feel good not to have to stand against everything everybody else believes in.